Welcome to Food in That with David and Jody. All right, uh, we're just starting with Warwick snoring yeah. in the background. He's um, a mascot. Apologies for the audio; it's probably not the best, but uh, we'll work on that. Jody, welcome. Thanks. Welcome. Uh, I say welcome, as in this isn't your podcast. This is both of our podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So very excited to start this morning. Very exciting. We've had a little bit of. 20-ish minutes of sorting it out and <laughs> laughing about... actually completely. arguably funnier than what <laughs> yeah. we would probably be talking about in this podcast. Yeah, it's completely unrelated. We'll, we'll dive into that more, maybe, another I time. I have <laughs> saved the clip. I will say it's mostly about dental dams, yeah. uh, for those of you who do know about that. But yeah, um, speaking of teenage education, the uh, sort of intro to food for you, where did that... So... I want to ask you a question first. Yeah. What's the situation? Because obviously, as your accent says, you're not from these parts. No, I spent most of my life in Texas, uh, the United States, for those of you who are just geographically uneducated. Mm. Yeah. And our relationship is like it's it's formed off the back of lockdown as well, isn't it? Because luckily for you, you arrived here. We're, We're in 2024 now. And you arrived here the week or so before lockdown 2020? Yeah, I was supposed to get married like the 26th and I landed on the 24th. I think I landed on a Tuesday and Boris locked the country down on a Thursday. Mm. So it was very quick. Um, and then I was like locked in with you all. I, was, mm-hmm. like, I had no choice. I was like, no, well, you get along with them. Stuck with us. Because you then married my cousin, a lovely, lovely Megan. Yes, lovely Megan. Um, she's fantastic. Hasn't cooked a day since we've been married, which <laughs> I don't is fine. I think she knows what food is. She doesn't. I've educated her. Um, <laughs> she wasn't great with veg, albeit she grew up with mostly boiled veg, so mm. I can't blame her. Up oh, the Britain. Um, and then she was just a complete infant when it came to spice, so... <laughs> She's now, she actively likes Cholula and Sriracha, so it's good. I'm, I'm working, you know, building her up. I, on the other hand, cover everything with chilies. You I, I just, like, I post quite a bit on my Instagram of, like, food and stuff. And, um, food and stuff. There we go. Already <laughs> said the name of the podcast. Food and that. Oh, food and that. God damn it. Ah, oh, that's Close. not great. First podcast, guys. I'll learn the name. Yeah. Um, but I'll I'll take a picture of hers is usually the one that I post. Because mm-hmm. I, I make it all nice and everything and pretty. And then... If I ever, I'll have to do it next time, but I'll take a picture of mine and mine's just like what I call, Megan and I call a garbage bowl (laughs) of just, I just basically take all the ingredients on the cutting board and just scrape it into a bowl covered in chilies, bit of mayo, some ground pepper. Yeah. Yours is just a bowl of fire. Yeah. 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 Basically. some ingredients underneath. Um, Which is hilarious because I used to be absolutely garbage at spice. I used to hate it. I used to think black pepper was spicy. Uh, And then my brother, Connor, was like addicted. He'd sriracha like it was ketchup. And then eventually I started getting into it. And it is. It is addicting. It's funny you say that because me and Andy, my partner, he can handle spice. and We like spice for flavour. I'm an absolute wimp when it comes to spicy food. But I saw a post recently and it was this guy talking about how his wife was really, really against spice. And then over time he was like basically micro-dosing her spice (laughs) into her dishes. And eventually over time she grew like quite a good tolerance to it and then they went out to eat she ordered something and it was too hot for him so (laughs) her tolerance had actually surpassed his at that point and andy said he thinks that's what i've done Uh, because early on in my pregnancy i was obsessed with like 
the pickle, the spicy pickles, you know, that you get from the takeaway. If you have a kebab and you get that like weird, spicy. like witch's finger looking pickles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the spiced gherkins. Yeah. So I yeah. would eat them like by the jar and then oh would eat like really spicy stuff throughout my pregnancy. And then obviously after pregnancy, I was like, yeah. that's a bit too much. But then I've slowly like regained my spice tolerance and last night we had something i was like oh yeah all this oh it was when we had tacos last night yeah oh yeah covered them in sriracha and i was like who am i this spicy girl now <laughs> i'm official <laughs> spice girl looks so good <laughs> i was like because i had an idea of what i thought a cheeseburger taco would look like mm. and then you put the picture up and i was like that is not what i expected that was like <laughs> raw ground beef onto a tortilla that hadn't been cooked yet yeah and I've, I've made something like that before, but I put, like, another tortilla on top. And like then a I quesadilla. Fry it, yeah. Yeah. And then you'd done that. And then, obviously, they looked great. And Andy's little bearded self dancing while he ate it. He was uh, like, would you have to put those things yeah. of me on there? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the best end to that video that it could have had. His little slow-mo happy dance. But, yeah, always, <clears throat> I've loved Spice since um, quite a young age. But I, I didn't, I mean, I grew up in a house, we were... My family is from the South, mm -hmm. South United States. So um, very, what you'd call soul food, you know, gumbo, fried chicken, mashed potatoes, casseroles type thing. Yeah. But my parents hate spice. They would actually get mad if we didn't like label food when we put it in the fridge. Because there were a couple instances where like my dad would try something that was in the fridge and he would just, we'd be in our room and he'd just hear, David, Carter, <laughs> What did you put in this? <laughs> just screaming from the kitchen. He was like, my mouth is on fire. The whitest reaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you could possibly have. Like, you know, black pepper for him is about as far as it goes. But I just, I, I don't know. I just, food, I, I know there's certain people, like you see it with Andy, who, um, my father-in-law, who food for him is very much uh you fuel mm. it's not like oh why don't i try this yeah try that. he he eats to live yeah yeah exactly we live to eat which makes sense because he's former bodybuilder mm. and from what i understand i've watched a couple videos like eddie hall on that where if you want to look like that you basically have to destroy your relationship with food because yeah. it's you're waking up at like 4 a.m to just carb load and you're not even hungry, but yeah. you have to. Like, is it foie, foie gras? I can never pronounce. Foie, oh god. Foie gras. Foie gras. Yeah. Where they force feed. Yeah. Geese. 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 Duck? I think it's geese. Geese or ducks, but yeah, it's basically the bird equivalent of veal. Mm. Um, where the animal's not allowed to move, they force feed it like really fatty, heavy stuff, mm. and then the meat itself is just overly fatty. I I've never eaten frog or frog. <laughs> Frog wa. Frog wa. That's how you would say it, right? Frog wa. Actually, hold on, I googled it recently. It would have frog, been on my most recent. Frog wa. I know it's it's French. Frog. I think it's frog wa. Or is it foie gras? What content are we providing? Foie gras. Ah, okay. Hold on. Frog. F O I E. Guess who didn't spell that right? Um, I just wanna. I'm just gonna play the proper pronunciation. I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, foie gras. Foie. Foie. So it even gives you F-W-A-A-G-R-A-A. Foie gras. Foie gras. Yeah. Um, I mean, 30 seconds of that, and mm. we don't need it anyways. But, um, <laughs> yeah, don't really care for foie gras. We'll have to do an episode on that of, like, uh, sort of morally 
ambiguous mm. food veal what frog what's that one on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine where they have to eat the bird under a, a yeah. sheet yeah so there's um it's actually I was just gonna say that it's funny you brought that up there's one I can't remember what it's called it's something ortol ortol oratol but it's like a bird I can't remember what they do to it but it's really not kind mm. and um it's supposed to make the bird really tender or something like that but they um you have to put like a little sheet over your eyes and that's the tradition for eating it because you have to shield your eyes from the sins that you're committing or something like that Jesus. it's very it's yeah. a very old dish but it's um yeah you're supposed to like cover your eyes and shield them from the sins that you're committing so. maybe we won't have that no 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 we definitely won't be eating that there's that there's also i think it's a filipino dish called balut which is like um they take an egg that's been fertilized so there is a chick in it and then they boil it um oh, no. boil it with the chick in there and then you pop it open and there's like little bit of feathers and everything but it's still so young that you can just eat it whole it's like soft shell crab like it's it's you can chew through the whole thing um it's supposed to be a delicacy wow. which is probably what? another episode that we'll do delicacy. like the stinky fish yeah yeah sir stroming sir stroming i'm almost certainly mispronouncing that but um, we're not gonna google search another pronunciation no no, no no we won't subject you to that um, so do you remember like when you first started getting interested in actually cooking, not just eating for energy, when did you start to show an interest in like flavor profiles and things like that? Uh, I've, I've kind of always been sort of indoctrinated into it. I mean, weekends for me as a kid was you start about nine, 10 AM prepping stuff for the barbecue mm. and then you're barbecuing like 11 AM till probably four or five o'clock in the afternoon and then football comes on and you watch football. So it was, you know, we were always barbecuing. My dad was constantly getting me into that and like, you know, these are the best things to put on a marinade and you marinate chicken. And like my biggest fear as a kid was he'd let me do the barbecue after I became a certain age, but like I was petrified of undercooking the chicken <laughs> because he put the fear of God in me as like, it's got salmonella. You're going to kill the whole family here. Have a go. No it's pressure. Like, so obviously he was like, you know, making sure I wasn't going to undercook it. But I, um, yeah. So I barbecuing and then my mom, you know, my dad worked, my mom was a stay at home mom. So she did all the dinners and she would, um, she's a, uh, what was it? Daughters of the American revolution. Ooh. So she, can trace her lineage back to the people who came over on the Mayflower, I think is what that is. Crikey. Um, and so she cooks a lot of like very <coughs> traditional, like Brunswick stew. I don't know if you've ever had Brunswick stew. It's a incredible, it's visceral looking. It's like um, bright, bright red. And then it's minced, I think beef and lamb that has just been really minced down to the point where it almost, it's more like a, have you ever had like chili that's just really, really mm. fine? It's like that. And then you've got like corn in it. So you've got like bright red, beefy, chili slop. And then these little bits of yellow corn. And it actually it tastes. Sounds delightful. It looks, <laughs> it does look like something, you know, you've just brought up after a night out. But it tastes delicious. That, a big old piece of crusty bread with some butter. And it's just delicious. So yeah kind of been exposed to both of those things really mm. but i mean for somebody like like your your you know british background which is famous for 
boiled meat, boiled veg, you know, <laughs> if you can eat it, we'll boil it and put yeah. no seasoning on it. But then you've just come over today and brought me a jar of kimchi, yeah. which is one that you were almost eating just straight out of the jar. Yeah, I did that thing where you eat so much of something for so long and then the thought of eating it makes your stomach just fall out your mouth. It's the equivalent of like when you play a song over and over, you find yeah. it like, and then you're like, oh, I hate this song. Yeah, I went on like a mad hunt looking for kimchi um, and ended up eating one and a half jars in this no it was sorry it was two jars in one and a half weeks and we're we're not talking like a jar of uh jam these are these are like 1.2 kilos yeah yeah yeah. they're she bought them at costco (laughs) so that should give you an idea i had nearly three kilos of kimchi you had the best gut health in the entire midlands my microbiome was elite (laughs) No problem having a shit. No. Nope. Just straight through. Just fell out. <laughs> so honestly, you just you just thought about it and it was gone. Yeah. My body just reabsorbed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't even go to the bathroom. No. It was that efficient. You you were like, I've not shat for two weeks yeah. and I feel great. I just filter fed. Like a, <laughs> like a sponge. You just turn into like was it um is it photosynthesis yeah. where you just from the sun. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks to kimchi. All oh, thanks to kimchi. But yeah, yeah. you you've got because you've got a food based Instagram. Don't I you? do have a food based Instagram. Quite a following. I mean, in terms of like compared to some people, it's it's nothing. But considering it is literally just pictures of food, I can't complain. And with the utmost respect, you're essentially a nobody. And yeah. You've just casually got ten k. Yeah. A nobody with 10k. Which is insane. I've never, I I mean, I don't even think I've seen 10,000 people at the same time. No. Which I've is, never seen 10 people. <laughs> Jody doesn't have many friends. <laughs> but yeah, you, you've got a massive, I would say massive following for somebody who, I think the most follows I've ever had on something was my Twitch, and that was like 200. Mm. Um, and But it's not boiled veg. It's not like, oh, no. here's cabbage and beans. Yeah. I just, I can't cope with having, silly to say, because I ate nearly three kilos of kimchi, but I can't cope with having the same thing over and over again. Like, people that, like we said about food being fuel, Mm. that doesn't register for me. Food is an experience for me, and I think experimenting with different flavours and textures and colours especially, like a food has to, a, a plate of food has to look good, and if it doesn't look good, I'm just like, Meh. Mm. Well, I mean, that's what they say. You eat with your eyes mm. first. And then I, I think as time's gone on, I've definitely gotten better about like, even if it looks shit, I'm like, oh, I'll give it a try. You know, yeah. if it tastes good. But yeah, you definitely, something's got to look appealing and then you want to eat it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Did that start as like when you were younger or did you just, have you sort of just come into the food, food interest world? So... As a kid, I was always interested in cooking, like seeing what my mum was doing, but my mum despised a messy kitchen and I am for sure a messy chef. I will Mm. use every area that I can, every pot, every pan, (laughs) much to my partner's disgruntlement because he's the dishwasher. (laughs) Dinner's going to be great. Good luck with this. Yeah, and he'll go, oh, why do you use two pans for the same thing? And I'll be like, well, I've had to move it from here to here so that I can do this. So there's, there's method to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I don't care because I'm not doing the washing up. So I'll literally use every utensil, every pot, every bit of surface that we've got, um, all to make it look and Mm. taste good. See, I I do the cooking and the washing up, but that's mainly because if I let Meg into the kitchen, she'll move things about and not (laughs) put them where I want them to be. 
And so like, I came home from work the other day and she was like, bless her, she was, she was really proud of herself. And she was like, oh, I'm, I'm cleaning the kitchen. And I was like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you doing that? And she was like, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm cleaning the kitchen for you. You don't have to worry about it. I was like, no, 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 I, I'm okay with doing that. Don't. And then I was looking around, I was like, why is the coffee tin over here? Why, why have you moved the cafeteria? Why is it over there? I just thought it looked nicer. So I've, she's banned from the kitchen outside. Messed with your food feng shui. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She can go into the fridge and make a cup of tea and that's what she's allowed to do. <laughs> and I think she's happy with that as well. She's happy with that balance that you've got. Um, so Andy is, a, is, is an okay chef. Mm. He struggles sometimes with timings, but I don't think it's helped by the fact that I essentially took over the kitchen um, so backstory, I used to follow a certain weight loss club, which I will not mention because I've got a lot of opinions about it now. Mm. But at the time, I was very particular about how we cooked things and the way that we did it. So I sort of took over the kitchen. Um, and since then, it's just stayed that way. And then obviously we had the small friend. So I've just sort of remained in the kitchen. And we've got that good balance where I'll generally decide what we have to eat with some input from him. Um, and the small friend will just now and then go, can we have Chinese? <laughs> In fact, tonight he's demanded a Chinese, but he says, a buy it Chinese. A buy it a Chinese. A buy it Chinese. Not a fake away. Not a fake he's, away. He's, clear, he's been done too many times. Yeah. Been, so <laughs> I know this isn't from the takeaway. There's not enough MSG. I went out a couple of weeks ago and Andy had made him and the small friend some fake away Chinese. Um, and he set it down in front of him. And he, his response was, and when does the buy it one arrive? <laughs> <laughs> Just unfiltered human thoughts. Yeah, and you know what? what? It looked really, really good, the one that Andy had made. Like, considering, like I say, he's not really in the kitchen very much now. Yeah. But uh, it See, I feel like we're, we're quite similar in that um, we both have willingly taken on, like, the full cooking duty. Oh, yeah, that looks really good. You got, like, noodles, chips... Looks like some uh, chicken and then some fried rice. Yeah. When does the buy it one arrive? <laughs> He's <Yeah>. bougie. <laughs> it's not coming a styrofoam box. Yeah. But yeah, I, I feel like I've, like I've willingly done all the cooking because it's, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I have no problem doing that. I like making the new stuff, taking mm. pictures of it. One of my favorite things to do is like a, a pantry clearer. Like you know, it, I almost find it more difficult to make up a recipe if I if I'm spoiled for choice. Yeah. Like. Last weekend, I went to the market, and I, I did have a meal that I was trying to make, which is gumbo. But you're presented with all these ingredients, and you think, like, what do I make with this? But if you're looking in your pantry, and you've not done a shop for, like, five days, mm. you're like, well, I've got a tin of tuna, one bell pepper, some sauces and seasonings, and, like, a stale baguette. And I'm just like, okay, I'll make a fish cake. And I, I did that the other day, because we were, uh, you know pinching pennies we'd spent a little bit more over christmas than yeah, we thought end of and, january um, yeah it's always <clears> tough <throat> and so i was like oh I'll just i'll see if i can make some fish cakes they were absolutely banging they Rather. were delicious and then uh, and then it, i did the thing like what you did with kimchi we had fish cakes for like four <laughs> days in a row and then i was like i gotta slow down okay. <laughs> i was actively buying tuna and letting bread go stale just so i could keep this like fetish of fish cakes going uh, until I was like, okay, you know how to make them now. Stop. Make yeah. something else. So I've made something else. I think that also comes with wanting to perfect a recipe. Because yeah. you'll make something and go, that was so good. And it's not like in a criticizing way, but Andy will say, oh, next time it would be really good if we were to do this. He says we. 
we. Yeah. We. Knowing full well. Oh, me, me and Jody make X, Y, and Z, and I'm like, who? <laughs> sorry, sorry. Where were you? What were you doing? In fact, he said it at work the other day. So, sidebar, my partner's a tattoo artist, and I was in having some work done, and uh, he said, oh, we made these delicious burritos the other night, and I just sort of tilted my head and went, we? Just like, <laughs> we are doing this tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> And his workmate was like, yeah, I kind of don't feel like it's a we situation. I think it's yeah. a Jody situation. <laughs> it's a Jody made and we ate. But yeah, it's, it's nice to have those conversations after you've eaten with another person who appreciates food as much, where you can say, well, next time we'd probably add or take away this or cook this a little yeah. bit differently. Like with courgettes, it's really random. And he's not into courgettes at all. Um, really? I think it's, it's because... I've always just sort of cooked them as you would add like onions, peppers at the very start, yeah. not realizing that actually an al dente courgette is actually so much better. It's really nice. And so we, yeah. had, I think we had Hello Fresh once, and I was like, oh shit, I forgot to add in the courgettes. Mm. So I just sort of dry fried them with a bit of salt in a mm. in a griddle, and yeah. we were like, holy moly, like this is so much better. Yeah. Never adding courgettes. Just accidentally yeah. stumble upon a better way to have them. We always um, grilled courgettes because. One, we never call them courgettes. In the U.S., they're called zucchini. Oh, yeah. Um, just like when I first moved here, sidebar, I was trying to find, I was trying to cook something, and I was desperately looking for um, coriander. Mm -hmm. But over there, we call it cilantro. Yeah. And so I, I was, couldn't find it for the life of me. I even went, I was at Tesco, and I asked the lady, I was like, where's your cilantro? Do you guys not have cilantro? And she was like, sorry, what? Cilantro? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, cilantro. And Meg finally, had, she was off doing something else, and she walked up, and she was like, what, what's going on? I was like, they don't have cilantro here. What is this? She goes, cilantro. I was like, yeah, there's... she goes, that's called coriander, David. So I was like, oh, okay. So I had to... But had say, to... say cilantro in a British accent. Cilantro. <laughs> I don't... How, how would you, you say it? Cilantro. But when I cilantro. say... Cilantro. When I say it, I say it in an American accent because cilantro. it sounds funnier. Cilantro. Cilantro. Well, Meg, ever since we've been married, hasn't pronounced water in an English accent. <laughs> she acted... Every single time. I, th I think it started as like a piss take and now she just... She just calls it water. She's like, oh, can I have a glass of water? Like, she'll do the whole sentence in an American accent. To the point where I didn't even, I'm not even phased by it anymore. She's just, for some reason, when she asks for water, she has to use an American accent now. But It'd be very interesting to see how, if, if you and Megan had children, what their accent would be organically sound like before they went out into the world see i we've we've had extended conversations about this and we talk about it quite a bit actually because i've thought like when i go back home now um even my accent has changed mm. to the point where like people back home think i sound like i'm from new zealand mm. i get asked like oh because megan and i went back last summer and um we were going to a restaurant with my parents and we were waiting for the table and the, we got to talking to the people at the the desk thing whatever it's called and um she goes oh wow where are you from and meg was like oh i'm from the uk blah 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 and then um i was talking to him like, and are you from new zealand or <laughs> i was like uh no i'm from right down the road <laughs> it's like we probably went to school together. yeah yeah yeah. i was like you know but i've just i've moved over there and come back and they were really shocked i i can't hear it i've noticed i think i because we, we voice note a lot about food and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. podcasts. You can tell why we've started a podcast. Yeah. Um, and 
you said something the other day and your British accent has always been really exaggerated as yeah. it should be because that's not your native accent. But you said something in a mock British accent. But I, I remember saying that was the most British yeah. you sounded. <laughs> I remember what you were talking about. Um, <laughs> I oh think you God, might have just was... said water. Yeah, I think I said like... I hope that's all right or something or something like that. And I was like, that's all right. Yeah. Or something like that. It was and something like that. You were like, like that I'm... sounded so yeah. British. And it's happened to Andy though, because he's from Cambridge. Yeah. And Is he starting to get that Leicester? Well, he's been in Leicester for, I'm going to say like, it must be about 14 years, 15 years So now. longer than he was, yeah, ever in Cambridge, I guess. Almost. I think he came to Leicester when he was like 20, 21 or something. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and he lived with someone from a, a part of Leicester that's quite a strong Leicester accent. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, we lived together. We've been together 10 years in March. And his accent now, it's not as posh as it was when I first met him because it was after grass, half past. Bath. Bath, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And now, sometimes, the one that crops up the most is half past. Yeah. And then... That's made small friend also start saying half past, and he's, uh, right. he's Leicester, he's Leicester, that's it. Born and raised, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I've noticed a change in his accent just from us being together from when we first met. Because he'll like a Leicester word is me instead of me, yeah. Like, oh, are you gonna come with me? With me, yeah. and he'll sometimes now say it, and I'll be like, What you've uh. gone well, Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> You dirty Midlander. So, of any accent that you could start to like adopt, you've taken on Leicester. <laughs> See, I, I feel like it's good though because it's it's a thick accent. But then I've spent most of my life in Texas, so mm. it, that is yeah, yeah, quite mm. a thick accent. And I'm hoping it won't be a case of, you know, you put them together and it's just some disgusting abomination. <laughs> but instead, it's like. You know, you see, you know, like, this is going to be very shallow, but you, you ever see, like, a really attractive person, and then you see, like, their parents, and you're like, how have you created this beautiful specimen, and their parents look like, you know, 30-year-old shovels, and you just, like... Every time I look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could tell you had thought of that response prior to me finishing that sentence. But, yeah, I, um, I'm hoping our child will sound... Uh, a little bit American. Meg has already said that she wants he or her, whatever, to have a, um, to say certain words a certain way. Mm. So, like, we would always say, like, mama, mm. or I I always grew up saying, because in the South you call your mom, mommy, and your dad, daddy. Mm. And yeah. even, I know that sound, <laughs> I know, it's a whole thing. But in the South, even when you get older, you still call your dad like, yeah, that's my daddy yeah. and his daddy and their daddy. Like, it's not... It's... I'm watching Ozark at the minute. Yeah, so you... Ruth, Ruth is very daddy. Yeah, and it's not... Like, the problem is modern culture is ruined daddy now. Mm. It's like, yes, daddy. <laughs> yeah, it's like some weird, you know, BDSM. <laughs> daddy... You know, but now thing is, uh, like Megan's not got a strong, like thick Leicester accent she though. She seems quite well spoken. I don't know whether that's because she went to uni elsewhere for a time. And she's she's very educated. Uh, sidebar: My um, wife partner is uh, getting her PhD, so she spent a lot of time um, just with higher education mm. people and. Her not clothes, not, not that that's anything clever. against uh, Lester, but most of them don't speak like, you know, hey, up me duck. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I reckon that's where she's got that from. But yeah, I, I didn't realize she was from, 
I didn't even realize that Leicester was an area that was seen as having like a really what it appears to be as most British people consider like a dirty accent mm. where it's like well we're in the Midlands aren't we we're like smack bang in the middle of the UK at least you're not Birmingham true no offense to the to the Brummies from Birmingham I'm from Birmingham um but I think because we sort of are in the middle it's it's hard to sort of pick a specific area Leicester is its own accent like north is it's like drawn out slightly yeah. south is a little bit more like, like this yeah yeah almost cockney or <laughs> yeah because I, I think with americans we only know two english accents if we try to replicate it which is either cockney or posh yeah so it's like you know borders on pirate mm. or like i speak the queen's english yeah. Um, but then when I feel like meeting so many British people, cause the first thing they'll try and do when they talk to me is like an American accent. And the only ones that they know is either Texas <gasps> or California. Yeah. It's like, Hey, yeah. or it's like, howdy, how you doing? And so, you know, there's, it's just, I guess it's the popular culture mm. that comes with it. Yeah. I mean, that's completely off the food topic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've been talking about accents. We're not even talking about food. I think this first episode is sort of a... Not necessarily a get to know us, but a bit of background because it's always nice, I think, to know a little bit about the people that you're listening to. Yeah, well, and we can make references mm. to things that would then be made clear, yeah. you know, instead of having to clarify oh, like, who Meg is, who yeah. Andy is. We just say, oh, yeah, you know, Meg, Meg this, Meg that. Yeah, I think if you were also from Leicester, it'd literally just be these two people from Leicester talking about X, Y, and Z. But like you say, it's good to have a little bit of reference. Yeah, and we, we've kind of explained, like, you know, He's, there's no way he's from Leicester. What does he mm. sound like that? He says water. <laughs> Everything's with a hard R. Um, but we do love a hard R uh, in the US. Like a pirate. Yeah, well, you know, the racists seem to really latch on to that one as well, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, like where I grew up in the South was heavily influenced, like I said, by like soul food. But because of, unfortunately, you know, the slave trade mm. in the South being what it was in that time. A lot of those people brought over uh, like Creole, yeah. So you get like quite spicy, you know, like Cajun food, Creole food is spicy, mm. and it's a lot of. I I was surprised to see a lot of it here because you've got was it the Windrush generation yeah. that came over and essentially from similar regions, and so you've got you know um, I made at work the other day a um, uh, what was it uh, okra soup. And it was it was basically gumbo. It was basically gumbo. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is this is essentially what I've had at home my whole life. But yeah. it was some traditional um, dish from like either Nigeria or Ghana. I was going to say you work with people like some non-British um, people, don't you? Yeah. So I'm I'm a chef, um, but I I work for a uh, children's home. So a lot of the people that I work with and you see it a lot in the care industry in mm. general is um, people from the Windrush generation. I, I think I work with uh, people from like four different African countries, but it's, it's brilliant. I mean, yeah, they have fantastic that. food and they're the only people who can withstand any sort of meaningful spice because <laughs> everybody else just wants like, Oh, Bayesian, Bayesian and boiled. And they're like, ah, this isn't spicy enough. So with just a pinch of salt, Yeah, a pinch of salt and some vinegar. <laughs> That's your seasoning over here. Yeah. Uh, hold on a minute. Let's just talk about how Americans love wet food. Wet yeah, sandwiches. I I didn't realize that. 
until I moved over here. But we do like a wet sandwich <laughs> with lots of sauce. And then some sandwiches we've thought, like, it's not wet enough. We'll give you something to dip it in. Yeah. Like, um, there's a New York-style one, I think, or a French, French style. But you dip it in, like, a jus. And it's, oh, it's so good, though. I bet the bib industry is peak in America. Yeah, and people go through loads of t-shirts. <laughs> but uh, it's like, you know, for people like Meg, who I call uh, texturally challenged. Yep, got um, one of them at home. Yeah, her her worst nightmare, and even just talking about it, makes her start heaving. Let me guess, like, wet bread. Wet bread, exactly. <laughs> Dead on, wet bread. If I just start talking about wet bread, she gets, she starts... And she just, uh, she can't deal with it. And the concept of taking a sandwich and dipping it into, like, jus is just mind-blowing to her. And I, I used to, when I was little, one of my favorite things... Oh. Pause. Pause. Right. Welcome back. Sorry about that. Um, I had a delivery, which I was expecting. Uh, that was Warwick. He made a brief appearance. Don't want to hear you again, Warwick. Not that we don't like your bark. Calm your farm. Yeah. I thought you were going to say calm, calm your fart. <laughs> that too. He does fart, actually. Mm. He's a very smelly boy. Um, what were we just saying? Megan and wet bread. Yeah, wet bread. Um, I wonder something... if it comes back from, like, as kids, British people, if it, it was just, like, fair weather, you'd just go and feed the ducks. And the bread, watching the bread, like, absorb the water. I can see where it's coming from, because then it just sort of... Uh, yeah. If you can see what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah. I'm being a human wet bread. A wave. Yeah, and yeah. it just sort of floats along the top and goes all goopy and then sort of falls apart. Sorry, Megan, if you're going to listen to this, yeah. there's going to be some gipping. You're just going to have to skip ahead. But like the what I used to do as a kid, and I still do it every now and again when I'm craving just something a bit sweet, is I'd make like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, mm. classic, on just you know, Wonder Bread, the whitest, most processed flour you can find. <laughs> Just bleach powder. Yeah, bleach powder. And, um, you know, cut it in half. And then you pour yourself a nice cold glass of milk and you dip the bread, the sandwich, into the milk and then you eat it. And it's so good. Because peanut butter, I mean, everybody's probably had a bit of peanut butter. It makes your mouth really dry. And, but you dip it in there and the bread soaks up the milk and it combats it really nicely. And the face that Jody's now making is one of <laughs> anguish and pain. I feel like a Renaissance painting. But it's so good. It's so, so good. It's incredibly disgusting sounding. I, I think we're going to have to have an episode where one of us brings an item that the other one's probably never tried or wanted to try. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we try it. And yeah. Well, like, not be friends anymore. <laughs> we, like something I grew up with and I love now is like smoked oysters in a tin. Oh, I've never had an oyster. Oh, I have, so... sorry, tell a lie. I had an oyster. I did it wrong. So I didn't have any more. Uh, right. I, well, I tried to like grill them with some breadcrumbs, but it just went completely wrong. Yeah. Oysters. Like when I took Meg back to like New Orleans, I, I was like, look, I, I know you're not going to like oysters, but you have to have one. And these are like proper raw oysters on the mm. half shell. Like we'd gone out for dinner and I can go through like four dozen in a sitting. You know, like you give me hot sauce, some lemons and a beer and I will mow through raw oysters. Are they but... filling? What? Oysters? Yeah. Like what do you mean? get full up? Uh, or is it like eating crisps? You, you do get full up. Yeah. Because you're eating. But it is very similar to crisps. They're, I mean, because they're usually quite small, you can get big ones, but they're incredibly expensive. Mm. Um, you can go through a lot. So it feels like you're eating a load, but in reality, you're not eating that much. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, we'd sit there and I was like, you have to try one oyster on the half shell. Just because it's almost like a rite of passage. It's like, you can say you've done it. It's a huge part of this region. And she had it and reacted exactly how I thought she would. Put it in her mouth. Immediately started stuffing crackers in her mouth to like try and <laughs> try and get rid of it. Um, and then ate it. But I, you know, that was it. I was like, you had one. You've done it now. You can say you've had an oyster on the half Trying shell. to override the oyster with a safe texture. Yeah. Dry, dry, dry. That's dry. exactly what it is. And when I cook meals for her, I have to... Depending on what it is, like last night we had, um, I did grilled chicken outside, which in the UK wintertime I know is absurd for most people here, but my village has basically lost all gas, mm. so we have no ability to cook, and I don't need another excuse to barbecue, so we did grilled chicken over a salad, um, and I had to make just for her croutons so she could have a, what she actually does call a safe texture yeah. to go with it, um. Whereas I will shovel anything into my mouth. I don't have any problems with that. Mm. I think the more texture, the better. If you've yeah. got just one texture, that becomes very boring. Yes. Personally, as a non-texture bothered person. Um, so our small friend, we're going to name Terry for anonymity. An an what is that? Is it Nemo? Where he's like, I live in an anonymity. All right, kid, don't hurt yourself. So for my child's privacy, he's called Terry for this podcast. And Terry is also, he's got a lot, he's five years old, he's got some sensory aversions to texture. He will not have anything wet. Really? And when I say nothing, he he doesn't even drink a drink unless it's got a straw. Right. Because I don't think he likes that, like, food around the mouth. He's a very dry and crispy he, boy. Yeah, he tried ketchup once. Like, I know most children his age just drink ketchup, that's all oh, they yeah. live on. Oh yeah, ketchup over everything. But he... He tried ketchup one time in a Hollywood bowl and he gipped for a little bit and that's it. He's like, no, I don't like ketchup anymore. However, if he has a McDonald's breakfast, he'll have the sausage and pancakes and he is, he smashes the sausage into the syrup all over the place. And that's like the stickiest right. liquid. So maybe I wonder, does selective. it need to be a hot, if it, is it warm? Is that what know. it is? But that is weird. Also, genuine moment here. What does gip mean? I've not heard Heave. of that. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Get the gips. Gip. Right. Yeah. I never, I had no idea. I was like, I'll let you finish your sentence. <laughs> and through context, I figured it was something like that. But I, yeah. I could, no Sorry, idea. Sorry, gets the gips. And he'll like, say, I'm going to gip. I'm going to gip. <laughs> I just think of like, gip for some reason makes me think of a fish. Yeah. Just like a, a fishy noise, like a. I've never known a fish to snort, but I'd like, I'd like to meet I can't do snort. the. Yeah, there it is. Anyways, that was uh, entertaining. <laughs> Some free ASMR for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just, I've never had a problem with texture. I, I thoroughly enjoy, like I was saying, smoked oysters in a tin, which texturally are very different to raw oysters because mm. they almost go like dense. I'm trying to think what it's most similar to. It's almost like, um, you know those sweets where they're like, almost like foam is it the foam shrimp yeah yeah it's similar to texture like that almost but a bit more just a little bit more chewy um and i i know i'm doing a great job of selling this to everybody but smoked oysters on a cracker um what what cracker tell me about the cracker it could be any sort of cracker you could do like a, a water biscuit but we always used um ritz crackers mm. the ones that are like really buttery and mm. salty um that like and you yeah. wouldn't want to touch your face with one. With, with a oyster. With a Ritz cracker. 
Oh, I, I always feel like after I've touched one of them, I'm like, must wash my hands. Oh yeah, well you would have to with um, oysters as well because they the you open the tin, and it is an immediate smell of just not unpleasant fishiness, but you know there's seafood somewhere when you open a tin have of oysters. Have you been to Skegness yet? I have not. I'm familiar with it. That's the seaside. Mm. What do you guys call it? Skeggy. Skeg Vegas. Skeg Vegas. Yeah, Leicester by the sea. <laughs> is it just everything smells like seafood? It's just you get there and it's just like smack in the mouth yeah here's some salt water that also has shit in it uh so it's not like a pleasant seaside no. like oh, i've been to whitby and had fish and <laughs> no, chips nothing oh, like whitby nothing like whitby it's more like this is a drain that leads to the ocean mm-hmm. sort of smell yeah right 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 like if you were to sweep the bottom of a fish tank uh, oh <laughs> god i do know what that smell is meg for like the first year we were together had a fish which i cared for <laughs> and it was i she went oh can you clean the tank after it gets all green and cloudy <laughs> and it was just the most disgusting smell and all of the rocks at the bottom were full of fish shit yeah. and it smells exactly like what you think fish shit would smell like mm. incredibly unpleasant fishy sewage but um yeah oysters they uh, smoked oysters and we would open it and my mom would get so mad when she knew that we were having oysters. Because my dad loves smoked oysters and he's the reason we got into it and she hates them. And she, even when, because after you open the tin you have like the oil in the bottom. Mm. And she would make us put it in like a Ziploc bag. <laughs> and then put that Ziploc bag in another Ziploc bag before we threw it away. You weren't allowed to just throw the tin away. Like we just touched. Screw the environment. Like, we got to double bag it. Oh god, that's a whole nother episode about. The amount of paper plates and styrofoam plates I personally am responsible for having used is probably in and of itself an environmental disaster. Mm. But you guys don't do that over here. Nobody really. No. We will buy like we will buy disposable plates for use a week. Like it's like you you just have disposable. What, plates. Like you'd buy kitchen roll. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you just you grab a and then if you're having like a proper fancy meal, then you use like the the ceramic plates. Mm. But for every day, like oh, I'm just gonna get some lunch paper plate that's in the bin mad meg hey, shut that down immediately yeah paper plates we've got a stack of paper plates i think i bought for terry's like third birthday oh and they're God. still there because you'll only use one each when you guys came around for bonfire night oh I was like, yeah. right there's enough for one each <laughs> yeah you have we to had use to the same reuse. paper plate yeah i immediately threw mine away uh and then realized there were no <laughs> that's more it now you just got hold a jacket potato your hands with like <laughs> That's like when you um, what is it? When you get caught out, you're walking your dog. You don't have any poo bags. You just use like a thin napkin and you <laughs> put the food in your hand, and you can feel it, the wetness going through. Yep. But yeah, yeah, we we don't exactly think about the environment. I'm I have been converted now. We use normal plates, and Meg does let me use kitchen roll as long as it's post-consumer product can i just side note david's currently drinking a bottle of water that is a plastic bottle of water in his house i but it's sparkling water that makes it fancy he's a fancy boy i i used to make fun of people who drank sparkling water because i thought this is ridiculous it's just soda without any of the flavor it's just horrid electric juice meg calls it spicy water yeah it's awful (laughs) i love it so much to the point where i think i might have an addiction i used to work in a bar so soda water was on tap it's it's hilarious you've said that is where it started hate it because actually side note i used to work for your mom Mm. she used to run a uh, pub and she hired me as a chef my first chefing job congrats um what a way to start yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and I can absolutely attest to the fact that she likes a clean kitchen. She uh, does. Mummy loves a clean yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and documentation about said clean kitchen. The amount of times she would have a go yeah, at Yeah, but me we did get a five five star. We did get a five star, and it's on my resume. Yep. Um, but I just... That was the only free drink I was allocated. Mm. Obviously, they weren't going to give me like, oh, here's free beer or yeah. some free Pepsi. But because the soda water was on tap and it didn't cost them anything, that was all I got. And that was about the time that I started getting into intermittent fasting. Mm. Um, and it, you know, just kind of fills you up. And ever since then, I just absolutely love it. Something about the bubbles. And I just... I Something about the bubbles. I walked home yesterday... Getting on the bus with a, you know, you get an oldie, like the two liter bottles of sparkling water. And I just was just manhandling one of those. Cradling I'm on the bus, water, baby. two hands on the bus, <laughs> like drinking a thing of soda water. And it was so good. I People are looking at me weird. And did I even give you like really tummy, tummy burpy. Uh, you do burp. Yeah. Cause the bubbles, but I mean, it's, um, I don't know. It's something about you. I, I just, I can't explain it because I understand it's absurd. There's no, you're not getting anything out of it. It's just water that is a bit, although, actually I say that, I recently found out um, you get loads of good minerals in soda water. I don't know why. Isn't it just mineral water, like the same as still water? Basically. So I'm getting like calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, chloride, sodium chloride, I think bad together, but separately they're good. Sulfate, nitrate, fluoride, which I know a lot of people question that. Um, but yeah, so I'm getting minerals and stuff, uh, but I, I typically just, I don't eat breakfast now. Mm, you're getting your minerals in bubble form. Yeah. I mean, up until about one o'clock, I am coffee and water, mm. whether it's sparkling or just still, I, I will just drink coffee and water and not, it started as like intermittent fasting. Cause like when I moved over here, I was a bit more of a round boy. And I think that was down to the fact that where I grew up in the South, you know, heavy sodium, lots of that butter. That photo that you showed me the other day, that sodium yeah. swell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look like I'd just been stung by a large bee. And so... Yeah, because you're not Fathead Dave so much now. Maybe I'm not. that's it. You've, you've unswole yeah, yeah. from the America. I've just been carrying around like 2 kg of water weight my whole life and I've just gotten rid of it. <laughs> but now, now I don't crave breakfast to the point where if like we've gone out for breakfast with family or... Um, We'll go around to Meg's parents and they always have like breakfast on a Sunday. Mm. Um, Very British. To the point where I'm I'm like, I'll eat breakfast and I feel horrible mm. afterwards. And I, I just don't crave it. Like I, I'm hungry at about lunch. I'm good with coffee. I'm good with water up until then. See, I actually, I had breakfast today at a time I would never usually eat breakfast because I knew I was coming here. And if I yeah. was here from what, till about one o'clock, I would be... Twat. <laughs> You'd be like, oh my god, I'm never doing that again, Megan. She like, was awful. She was so grumpy. <laughs> just, she, just countering she, everything I yeah. say with, I don't believe no, that. I don't agree. Sorry, don't no. agree. Yeah, uh, she, she was horrible. She couldn't focus. <laughs> it's like, what is it? Never go grocery shopping hungry, mm. which I've absolutely done before, and every single time I remember why that's a saying. Yeah, uh, your trolley is seventy five percent snack. Yeah. 25% meat and some confused and, and, veg that you've never had before. You spend way more than you should. Mm. And when you get home, you eat about half of it that you've just purchased just because yeah. you're ravenous. Right snacking while you're cooking your dinner. Yeah. And then you've got fuck all the show yeah. for it. <laughs> you're like, ah, what's for dinner? Wait, I've spent 80 quid and I've only got about 40 quid's worth of food left. <laughs> and I've given myself diabetes. Yeah, and I've just eaten a bag of Doritos to myself. <laughs> 
but uh, no, I I um, oh I've just lost that sentence. I started that sentence and it's gone now. Oh, sparkling water. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I do like sparkling water. I'm not sure why. So you survive between waking up and breaking your fast at what one o'clock ish. See, I I wouldn't even. I mean, I guess technically it's fasting, but I don't even see it as fasting now. Mm. It's just, and I hate the words that I'm about to say because it sounds so. Just mm, L.A. kitsch, but it's it's more of just like a lifestyle mm, now. No, which is I know like, exactly what you mean. Like it's just I I'm not even I don't even consciously think about it. I I just I wake up in the morning, down like four liters of coffee because I just I love coffee. Um, he loves his poo juice. I do. Oh God, you're not wrong. And it, it almost to where before I'd leave for work because I have to get the bus in the morning. So I have to my work. I started about seven a.m. But because of public transport where we live, I have to be up at about 5.30 in the morning. And so I'll, I started making myself a cup of coffee to have in the morning on the bus in the way to work. But because the bus trip is about an hour, <laughs> I, I would just, the end of the bus trip, I'm like waddling up to work because I'm about to shit myself. <laughs> Clench them cheeks, yeah, to, well, I don't do it anymore. No. I, I, I wait until I get to work to have coffee because if I do before that, I am... I'm crying with the need to poo. And the the bus station um, near us, the bathrooms are about as manky as you would expect from a bus station. Yep. And like like there's four stalls in the men's bathroom. I, I realize it's a food podcast. We're talking about bathrooms. But well, we're all people and the, the end result yeah, of food is poo. So. Everybody poops except for girls. Yeah. And so um, the uh, the bathroom has four stalls. Three of those stalls don't have a door. Is this the two of those bathrooms, two of those toilets are removed from the ground. Oh. So there's really only like one option and it's usually being used by some coke slash meth head. <laughs> so I just, that was not going to happen in there. I could not poop in peace. Um, you need a peace poop. Well, it's one of my favorite things at work. I am the only one with a dedicated bathroom. Oh. I have my own bathroom and I'm the only one with the key to it. Uh, mostly because as the chef, you have to change into like your chef's clothes, which I don't all the time but i still have my own dedicated room which is oh it, it is one of my favorite things in my life just like go in there i'll have like a 20 minute session in the morning after i've had my coffee and it's just it's just peaceful it's a way it's a good way to start your day healthy i would say yeah healthy so david starts his day with spicy water and poo juice spicy water poo juice and a 20 minute sip <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know you're in the right frame of mind to start preparing for yeah your day. see i normally sort of eat breakfast around half 11 depending on what I'm doing because uh, I work nights at my job um, so I'm at home in the daytime um, so I generally will eat once I've sent Terry off to school and Andy's gone off to work and I'll sort of do a bit of life admin tidy up from the morning's hecticness and then I'll be like right it's me time like me time is prepping myself a meal, <laughs> yeah. sitting down peacefully. No one's asking me for anything. And I'm like, right, here's me focusing on what I'm going to eat. And I go extra because I'm the only one there. Yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? Mm. It's a bit of self-care. Yeah. You know, I, I, I do that like on the weekend because I because I have to wake up uh, quite early during the week. Even when I don't have to be up early, I'm still up by like seven. Mm. Like waking up at 7 a.m. sleeping in for me. Whether I want to or not, my body just wakes up. So Meg will typically sleep till about 9, 10.30 if I don't go wake her up. But I've, I'll come downstairs, make myself a cup of coffee. I'll usually put on like um, some sort of Leeds podcast or something and just like 
listen to the football podcast. I've got like my my coffee, and then I'm just like you know updating admin stuff, maybe doing some emails or something like that. And it's just you know it's quiet. Mm. I don't have Meg doesn't need anything. And then about you know nine o'clock, I'll make her a cup of tea and then uh, take that up to her. But yeah, you gotta have those. Gotta have that you time. Bit of bit of what is it? Mental health. Mm. Mental health. It's like glimmers. You heard of glimmers? It's like the opposite of triggers. Ah, I've not, but I love that. Glimmers. Yeah, you might think of glimmers, and one of your glimmers is your spicy water. Spicy water. Right, should we draw this to an end? Because I think we're about an hour. Yeah, 51 man. minutes. Um, first one went well. Yeah, first one. What yeah. do you think? First time either of us have ever done a podcast. Yeah, I mean, we are professional voice noters. When we were starting to talk about this podcast, I think it was just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I've got a fun bit of information that I don't think I included in the, the notes that I sent you. So um, we started talking about it. It was mid-December, I think it was. Yeah. Um, because we would just talk back and forth about food, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, and we were like, like you, I think you said, oh, I'd love to do a podcast. And I was like, David, I would absolutely love to do a podcast. Yeah. And then it's just sort of, organically grown from there yeah, and here yeah, we are now two months three months in planning yeah and i've got a note at the bottom of my notes that says whilst ironing out the details david was trying to do a voice note but had asked me to bear with him as he had a mouthful of breaded crispy shrimp at 20 past 11 in the evening yes <laughs> and i think you were like i about choked on my crispy <laughs> shrimp yeah i that was just before christmas i think it was like a Friday or something and Megan and I had gone out for drinks with some of her friends or mm. something. So I was a bit buzzing and I had <laughs> gone to the co-op and they had in the reduced section, the Christmas, um, you know, they do those like Christmas snack things mm. if you're going to do a buffet and it was coconut crispy shrimp. And I just remember thinking like, that is all I want to eat. And I, I got like four packages and then did them all in the oven and then realized like I had nothing to eat them with. So I was like, don't care. Just a giant bowl. And it was genuinely, I was eating crispy shrimp as you would eat popcorn. And um, it was delicious and I don't regret a thing. But I did almost choke on some. Yeah. Because they were very dry. And I said something in my voice note and you were, I think you laughed. Yeah. And you were like, you said something that made me laugh. And then I inhaled like a crumb. And I was like, nope, I'm dying. And I just had to quickly I like. You, I thought you said no, bum time. <laughs> bum time, I've shat myself. <laughs> What a oh, way to go. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I think this has gone quite well. I mm. think we're going to try our schedules, probably going to allow two to three a month, but mm. this is a first for us, so that may change. Yeah. Um, the quality hopefully will only get better. We are working with one mic that yep. is currently sat on an upside down gumbo pot. Yeah, I'm going to um, take a photo so that we can just. We'll take a picture. A lovely reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just remember our first podcast. And we're sat at my computer desk, so this is not. By any means, a professional setup. I think <laughs> eventually we do want to have like our own mics mm. um, and possibly do a video as well. So like when we're yeah. doing gestures or like miming something, you kind of get the context of what's happening. But um, for sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I think we'll uh, we'll go ahead and end this one. Yeah, so. congratulations. Congratulations, uh, podcast buddy. Oh, I thought we were gonna high five. I was gonna handshake. Exchange we could have had. Let's just do a high five to end it. See ya. See ya.